Hey, this is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in, I guess. And it's a new era, Sneak. It is. Hello there, Scum, my friend. The uh, season is over and uh, we have a new champion. Duh. Ah. That's fine. We, I'd been saying it all year. I'd predicted it. He was my pick, you know, besides myself. And I had come to the conclusion and realization and had accepted it. Eric is our new champion. Ernie Fritz, Lavisca Lavuska. Shanuska. Praise be. Wow. I mean, yeah. Major, major props. Congratulations. To the big urn, he is the champion of the league, uh, years in the making, tons of work involved, great drafting, great trading. Uh, honestly, what a performance, what a year. Uh, 231 in the championship, is that the highest we've ever seen? It's the second highest score in the history of the league, at least on sleeper, but I think that does hold up uh, throughout all the years like that's a major score major absolutely shellacked me in the championships like I, mean, I had no 80 point win like I mean before Najee on Monday night or whatever it was it was like looking like okay he's gonna win but maybe only by like 20 or 30 and then it was just like Najee goes off for like 50 right yeah on top of everything else Najee huge game like Wow, what that's but that's what was needed. Like that's what we talked about earlier. It was either going to be, and you scored one fifty five. That's nothing to be. That's nothing to you know be afraid of. There, that is a big score. Uh, you would have beat like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other teams weren't set in their lineups, but it, it's a decent score. You know, we've seen higher, but it's definitely a score that could win in a lot of normal weeks and. Eric's team just showed out, you know, like we said, our matchup, Eric's and mine, came down to the Bengals-Chiefs matchup, and boy, did it. Joe Marturo, what a stack. I have 100 points between those two players. That is what you just dream about, salivate about, hope for, is getting something like that, especially in a championship game. Now we can talk about Kamara last year for you, six touchdowns, Mm -hmm. like, okay, amazing. But when you, you get those types of performances and the burrow chase performance this last week in a championship game, it's just, it's just like all the stars are aligning. Everyone is, is it's all coming up aces. And it's, this is why, you know, this is why he drafted chase. This is why he traded for burrow. This is why he traded for Montgomery at 25 in this game. That's why he, you know, did what he did, planned out this draft, got Najee, got Chase. Uh, tra- you know, Jefferson over here gets him 10 in the championship game and doesn't even – it's not even – Yeah, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> doesn't even matter. So, like, again, big, humongous, amazing congratulations. What a year for Earn. What a year for that team. Uh, and, uh, I mean, what a year for you. What a year for our playoff people. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else we can say. Super fun. I think we saw, you know, we'll get into like a lot of, I don't know if we're going to get into much of a recap of the season, but we saw 
people that haven't been in the playoffs make it. We've seen people that have been perennial playoff people drop out. We've seen we've seen it all like we do every year. This is why we do the show. This is why we have this league. We all love fantasy football. And I'm pretty sure I would be – I think I wouldn't be wrong saying that the league is going to start right back up here and probably – maybe a month or two and it's going to be who's available. What about this? You want to make this trade? And it's just, we're going to be right back in the cycle. I'm ready. Brandon, open it up. up. There's stuff to be done. You mentioned it. Let's go. Let's do a quick recap of the season. Uh, We've talked about it a lot, but we've had like huge surprises in the Ben and Wade teams. And again, kudos to them. Great seasons looking like they could probably have some sustained success disappointments out of Brendan, out of Chase, uh, out of Jimbo, probably a little bit. You follow the playoffs, but that was purposely, and you're looking for a quick turnaround. So, you know, beyond all that, has anything else been a major surprise to you in the league? Um, then maybe we've talked about it all throughout the season, just like kind of the new, new era of parity we have in the league. Maybe that's just the biggest change. I don't know. What's your, what's that takeaway that, I'm looking for that. I'm fishing for here. I think, I, you know, without really taking enough time to look into it yet on what I've seen, it has to be, I think this is finally the year that we have the majority of the league caring the most, wanting to be yeah. better the most. They want to, you know, making the, the necessary moves to, to be there. I mean, like you said, you got the likes of Ben and Wade, uh, Jesse, even who, who's always like cared, but like just be being more active, being more involved. Uh, you know, I'm going to be right back in there. So this was a, a purposeful down year. Uh, I think Jimbo is going to be right there. So I think finally we have 90% of the league that is just caught. And you know, Doug made a push there at the end. He was like, what can I do to get into the playoffs? I mean, make some trades. He didn't just, rest on his team and say, well, if it happens, it happens. So I think we're all kind of getting, at least this year, hopefully it just parlays into the next where it's like now everyone is into it as much as the rest of the league has always been. They're making it a priority and they want to see their squads perform and be always in the, in the, in the hunt. So we don't, it's not like, you know, me this year, you had like almost a guaranteed win playing me, almost a guaranteed win playing T and, and Jimbo. I don't next year, as long as someone else isn't trying, like every year we're going to probably have a tanker or two that is like, okay, I'm working for the future, but maybe we're at a point to where we'll have one of those a year. Yeah. I mean, I think as you like to retool next year, as you said, a lot of people kind of made some win now moves and though they didn't win this year, their window to do that is still, right now right it's the next season maybe 2023 so i i agree with you. i don't think we're going to see a lot of pure tanking at least from the out outset of the season i mean eventually you know people are going to make a decision net oh and three or something like okay pack it in this year see what i can get for the future but as we go into it as we go into the draft and that preseason trade frenzy i think we'll definitely have We'll have people looking to win. So I think the moves could be really interesting. Like we're not going to see someone stock up necessarily. I think we'll maybe just see teams kind of like try to fill each other's needs maybe 
you know, both yeah. roster wise and maybe emotionally and, and physically, I don't know, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see for sure. And again, it just goes to what we said earlier, Brandon, open up the league. Let's just go now. Let's yeah. But yeah, man, uh, I think that's probably the, the biggest thing I can take away. Uh, yeah, I, without really trying to take in a lot enough time to really reflect on everything that's been going on this year. It's just the fact that I feel like everyone was really trying this year and we hope that it just stayed that way. Yeah, it made it way fun for sure. Would have been more fun if I had the three-peat, but, you know, I guess just wasn't that time anymore. The season of Scummer is maybe over. Might be. Might be. Nah. Nah. All right. Well, so that's the past season review. Let's look ahead a little bit. And I would say that after his dominating championship victory and looking at his roster that is all young, all fresh and ready to be fantasy relevant and successful for years to come. Eric's got to be the favorite going into 2022, right? He does. You always kind of wonder if he's going to, I don't, I think he's, I think I agree. He's at a point where it's like, why would you trade at this point? He's got such, he's got so many, and the, the trades he makes, he will somehow figure out how to kind of get rid of some of the weeds in his bench just to, for whatever, you know, he's going to have to. But his main core is the might be from what we saw this year, it might be the best, if not top two best cores we've seen going into like a year with the age and the production. Like he got insane production out of Najee and Chase in their rookie years, you know, not even talking about any sort of, you know, regression back to some sort of normal number. You've got, you got Chase Jefferson, T. Higgins, Montgomery, Najee, Mixon. Like, these are all players that are going to be top 10 picks in any normal draft. And here we are, and here he is with them. So, yeah, I agree. He's going into next year. Clear-cut favorite. Uh, remains to be seen what he does in the offseason, but I don't think he's going to say, well, okay, now I'm going to just trade everybody for picks and do this again in five years. Like, roll it. Have fun. I think he, I think he had, had a – ton of fun seeing how good his team was and winning and he's oh, not gonna be like well i don't want to be i want to be back in the bottom barrel for a couple of years <laughs> yeah no I, I agree he'll he'll roll i mean there's always things you can make try to improve maybe he'll try to capitalize too because i would also expect that he sees some big value bumps in some of his players javante williams could see a huge spike if melvin gordon goes somewhere or if they if the broncos get a better quarterback yeah i um, think good things about that offense you could see someone even like Josh Palmer on the Chargers. If Mike Williams leaves in free agency, Josh Palmer probably gets like a huge bump up in expectations. Maybe Eric takes advantage of that. Yeah, there's a lot he can do because his roster is deep and good. So, yeah, he, like we said, he's the favorite going in. But, you know, there's some other good teams in the league. You still got Brendan who had a down year but will retool and be ready. I'm always trying to do something, so. We'll see where I end up after shaking things up. Matt swung big and got Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, who had lesser years than we expected, but should bounce back and be in our top 12 predictions. 
Yeah, it's just naming a few. There, there could be major shakeups still to come. So, for sure, some threats. But yeah, Eric still can win like three in a row. I'm <laughs> crazy. Well, I mean, we're we're wrapping up the season, not only the fantasy season, but the season of Scum and Sneak Show. So let's take a break here. We'll we'll finish up and just give these people a nice send off into the off season. This last episode of the Scum and Sneak Show and season two, of course, has been brought to you by Juge Plus. It was a year of change for Juge Plus as we saw increased pre-draft coverage and decreased week-to-week coverage because people didn't like the newsletters and it was a lot to do. But don't worry, Juge Plus is not going anywhere. So as you look to finish up your fantasy offseason looking towards the next year, make sure you sub to Juge Plus to get all the info that you need on rookies, on preseason ranks, on dynasty ranks. Tell someone you know and make sure that you get the best resource available. All thanks to Juge Plus. And we're back. So, Shnake, I think last year we kind of, we took the end of our show season a little later, but we started this year a little sooner. So once we're ending now, we're going to wrap up by focusing on what we talk about the most, focusing on what our league is, and that's Dynasty. But we'll do it in like a broad sense, uh, at least to start off with. So I wanted to talk about major Dynasty risers and fallers in their stock, and their price, whatever you want to say. I kind of toyed with that idea already, talking about Javante Williams and guys like that. But I'm going to start off, throw a couple names at you that I think are big fallers or big risers. You tell me what you think. How's that sound? Sounds good. I'm into it. Big fall this year, and I think that it might be too much considering what could change next year, but I want to start with Allen Robinson who was, you know, pretty much all around considered like a top 12 wide receiver going into the season, still only, I think like 28. So it's not like he was in that old category of like Julio Jones or AJ Green, but he had the worst year he's ever had, I think. Just a major dud, no production, lots of injuries, or I guess just missing games. So... Do you agree that he's a major faller in value or would you think that it dips a little bit, but kind of stays just knowing that he's a talent and he can only go up from here? I don't know. Well, that's a hard one because I was surprised that he just wasn't really involved in the offense once Fields became the guy, which I thought was going to boost his stock. I would agree he's a faller, uh, big eyes on where he ends up this next year. Uh, will determine what his, the rest of his fantasy relevance will be. Yeah. Great. We'll see. And also, I think maybe if we get some good offseason stuff. Uh, never mind. Skip that. All right. How about a riser? And this one might be a little weird. It might be, a little, might be cheating a little bit because his stock was already pretty high. But I think he's become untouchable now. That's Jamar Chase. Oh, gosh. I know in our league, he's, there's no way you can go get him from Eric. No way. You think generally in Dynasty, like, is he untouchable for any 
roster that he's on now? Yeah, huge riser going up from here. He's the real deal. I mean, to the moon, maybe a, some sort of pre- regression, you know, but yeah, he's a top five wide receiver already in the league. And, and that offense is, it's over. You're not going to get your hands on him unless you want to literally, I don't even know if he's pot. I don't even know if you could trade for him. Like would Eric take six first round picks? <laughs> would he? I don't, I don't even know. Uh, you think, I mean, like, what is the number? Like what is, what would you, yeah, he's so in the stratosphere right now that he's basically untouchable. So yeah, I agree. Like humongous numbers there. It's it's nuts. Mm, great news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a faller for you, and I think that just because of the hype that he had going into the season, and what we thought he could be, at least even in a rookie year, could have been at least average. But Trevor Lawrence, who was just playing bad this year, ah, she is. You can blame maybe the the Jags and. Urban Meyer before he got fired and and all that, but I mean his his stock can be nowhere near what it was earlier or before the season started. Yeah, I'm surprised that he had such a bad year. He, I, and I I I guess you can say, well, the Jaguars are a mess, but like every other rookie quarterback, like is I mean, why wouldn't they? Why wasn't he out there just throwing it? I mean, he should have still had it. He shouldn't have had to be throwing three interceptions a game. Like, that's my thing is he should still be putting up the number. They don't need to be winning tons of garbage time. Why isn't he having what? Yeah, my there's that to me is a big question on him. Why? What? What is that? Why? Yeah, huge. I don't know about huge. Like, okay, see, let them get let them get a top flight receiver next year, maybe a free agent. They're going to have a high pick. Get him some real weapons, but like LaVisca. Marvin Jones, you know, Chark went down. Maybe that did something, but throw, he should be throwing like 40 times a game. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm ranting too much on Lawrence, but he's just not, he wasn't impressive at all. No, I'm pretty sure most people feel the way you do. I I think we both would say he probably gets better and bounces back a little bit, but let's take Ben in our league. What is he or anyone else? that has him on a roster, what are they going to get back for Trevor Lawrence at this point? You know, he's Ben spent, uh, I think it was a first round pick on him, right? Uh, definitely not getting that back in a one quarterback league. I mean, maybe in a couple of years, if he, yeah, if, maybe. but right now, right now, I mean, this is quarterback. He's in stash him on the bench. He's a rookie fine. But in terms of like what we're doing here, rise or fallers and, and look back on the season, very was very strange to me that he was throw so many picks didn't have, you know, I don't, didn't even have like, maybe he did have a bunch of 300 yard games and I don't know, but I just always felt like he had horrible games. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty horrible. I mean, I don't remember him ever lighting it up, you know, like Zach Wilson had a huge game. Justin Field had, Justin Fields had pretty decent games, like in prime time too, the people saw Mac Jones has been good. He's not, putting up huge numbers, but he's not throwing like three picks to your point. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe too much time on Lawrence, but uh, a big surprise to me this year for sure. So I wanted to bring that up. For sure. Um, 
What about someone on my team? What about Hunter Renfro? Oh, that's a good one. You know, he's not flashy and all that stuff, but he had a really good year. Great year. And he's someone that could be your third type receiver, knowing that you're going to get 15 or so, you know, you're going to get the catches and the yards and the touchdowns or bonuses. He's like, he's that Edelman Welker type of a player where they're, he's going to get six, seven, eight catches a game. That's super interesting too, because it's, it's a question of has his stock risen when, because I think that it should have, but are people going to be like, Oh, now I will pay a good amount to get Hunter Renfro on my team. Like, is that, how people are going to respond. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's a desirable asset for anybody, but I'm happy to know that I've got a player like that on my team. Oh, yeah. that I can put in for buys to put in for matchups and, you know, car stays and Renfro stays. I really, I don't know. I think Renfro's that now that type of player where he can go anywhere or have any quarterback. He's just going to be that safety valve. And yeah, he's not going to get a 30 point game, but he's going to get, consistently in the teams and that those are good guys to have yeah, Only to your point though like you're saying like he's your third wide receiver right and you would love to have him in that spot well he's he's your third wide receiver but he's giving you overall wide receiver 12 production yeah so far he's a top 12 wide receiver yeah. so i mean like this you know, then a couple other guys I'm thinking, yeah. just like some kind of rapid fire. You know, I go like I, I just right now I'm pulling up Brandon's team. You know, a year or two ago, Josh Jacobs was a high quality, you know, young running back. I don't know if he's rising or falling or if he's kind of staying the same. Yeah, I would put Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders in the same category of it depends on who you ask, right? Because like people are going to be way down on both those guys and be like, you know, maybe they produce some games, but like they're not reliable and I don't want them because of the up and down. And they, in, in these people's opinions, they suck and they're going to replace soon. Or you have other people that like believe in the talent, believe in the production that we have seen and say like, it can win out when whatever happens, when the coaching staff kind of changes and focuses on them as a bell cow or when whatever so I think that one's like a, a mixed bag of, of their stock. And you just have to find the right person that buys into it. Or if you are, are really low on them, you sell for just like average value because that's what you think. Yeah. What about, I hate to bring it up because I'm still a fan, but what about Gibson? What about Antonio Gibson? He's a weird, a weird year, finished yeah. RB 13. Yeah, still a good year. Still a good year, but it was weird. It just felt weird. But if you look back, it, it's really not that not that bad. So I think, yeah, maybe not the best option, but I just felt like, you know, he was going to make a huge jump, be a top five guy, and they just kind of went away, with, went away from him at moments. He was dealing with an injury about half the year, so understandable. Yeah. Like you said, injury, and then that offense was just bad. You know, it's hard for running backs specifically to produce in bad offenses because they're somewhat touchdown dependent. And also he wasn't the pass catching back. He started catching a few more passes later on in the year, but 
if you're like a predominantly two down guy on a mediocre offense, it, it's hard for you to really be like huge production. You got to be like, well, this is, and that's not even a good example. Uh, I was going to say Damian Harris, but he scores a bunch of touchdowns. So he does. That's true. Let's talk about one last one. And I think it's a big name. So I think people will be interested. And it's kind of another one of those weird situations. Christian McCaffrey, where is he? Dude, I was just thinking about him. So two seasons of injuries, but in the games he plays, he's been great. So, you know, for a long time, he was the obvious, like, number one player in fantasy, in dynasty. I don't think he's that anymore, but is it a big fall? Is it just a couple spots? What are you feeling? I think it's got to be a little bit of a fall. I don't want to get crazy and say, let's just drop him way down there. I almost want to say that like he's earned just to kind of stay this kind of stay the same for a year, but yeah, it's, you can't deny the injuries. Uh, I think he just got a big contract too. So contract injuries, maybe the Panthers think about maybe trying to move on from him and get a quarterback or get some picks or some, something or other, maybe he moves to a different team. I don't know if that affects his value or not at all, but 100% agree. He's got to fall a little bit. In the last two years, he's only played like five games or something, six games total. I don't, I don't know, but that's, that's a good name. I was thinking the same thing is, is have we seen the best of McCaffrey? We might have. I mean, I'm still very confident that when he does play, he's still going to catch a bunch of passes, still be really good as a runner, still score a bunch. I just don't know how much he'll play anymore. I mean, I don't want to say that like the past two years means he'll always be hurt, but like, I don't know. We're kind of getting to that point where we can't trust him. We saw that happen with like uh, LaShawn McCoy, who was really good for a couple seasons, started getting hurt, was still good when he played, but the injuries really just kind of like took the wind out of his sails. Right. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Let's do it. So let's finish up with a quick game. I'm going to name some running backs. You tell me if you'd want them or Christian McCaffrey. Okay. In Dynasty. Okay. Start high. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Taylor. Antonia Gibson. Gibson. Najee Harris. Najee. (laughs) All right. Alvin Kamara. Probably CMC right now. Okay. Derrick Henry. McCaffrey. All right. And we're kind of, we're probably hitting that line. Oh, Joe Mixon. That's a good one. That is a good one. Me? I want to say McCaffrey. All right. I think so. Then I think that's our line then. Uh, I'll throw one more out there. Austin Eckler. I was almost going to bring up Eckler as being a riser in Dynasty, even though. I mean, we knew he was going to be great. So. Yeah, we knew he was going to have a great year. We were just, we've been harping on it the whole time. He did have a great year. Uh, he wasn't really that hurt. So that was good. I would rather have Eckler than CMC. And I would like to say that Eckler is probably rising even into next year. You know, with that team, Herbert, the way that offense was looking this year, why would it change? Let's go, baby. Bolt up. Dude, this is a fun game. I wish we could play risers and fallers like just the whole time. You know what? Maybe, maybe this won't be the last one. We'll see what the demand is. But 
even if it is our finale, we'll definitely just do it again into next year because, you know, the stuff's going to change for sure. And we can do it again and, and see where some of these players land. But yeah, I did like that game. And it seems like McCaffrey's still in our top, like five, just more towards five than one. Yeah. Agreed. So like we said, well, we'll do this again for players. We'll talk about them, but with our last hurrah here, I want to talk about risers and fallers in our dynasty league that we are all in. Mm. Now this one's going to really hit home. This one's going to be, people are going to be sad about what they stay here. Let's stick it. Let's stick to one each one riser, one faller from each of us. If we overlap, then Hey, good. Okay. I'll start. And my riser after this year and just looking at the roster is Wade. Gee butter snaps. Really? Yeah, I just I love the young talent on his team. Josh Allen, CeeDee Lamb. Tyreek Hill's not that young, but he's still going to be towards the top of the receivers. He's got Elijah Mitchell, you know, who I'm super into and think he's going to be. I like him. Yeah, he's going to be a really good running back for a long time. He had a good year. Uh, I'm forgetting some other people, but he's uh, Jalen Waddle. So he's got really young guys that are high producers already. And then he can still throw out, you know, a, a TJ Hawkinson, the solid tight end to compete. Um, Cordero, I don't know if he's going to be good next year, but maybe something that he can at least, you know, capitalize one more year of semi-productivity. So Wade is my big riser. He showed that he can compete. He showed that he can make the playoffs and make the semifinals. And I don't expect a major fall off from him next year. I think he still has a pick too. So. All right. So my rise, or you want to go to your fall or you want to go to your faller? Sure. I'll go to my faller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My faller is going to be Doug, unfortunately. Love Mm -hmm. his move to get Kyler Murray. Like, I think that's great. He got a young quarterback who's going to be a fantasy producer for a long time. But we talked a lot about his running backs this year. And this was kind of like the peak of their powers, I think, because I don't really expect Daryl Henderson to be a thing next year with Cam Akers coming back. Even if Henderson gets on a new team, I don't think he's going to be a starter. Fournette maybe can can be a thing still and repeat. So I don't know. We'll see. But he's hurt now, and we'll see how he comes back from that. And then Derrick Henry, uh, I know he's great. He's amazing even at his age. But another year and more miles tread. So I think next year is when we start to see a little bit of drop-off in production from Henry. So after that, Doug is going to just have a hard time replicating what he did this year, which wasn't even a playoff year, even though it was a good year for him. Yeah, that's a good call. All those points are super valid. I think we started to kind of get on that in the beginning of the year, and then he was starting to make his push, and we kind of halted. But his running back situation is a little iffy. Uh, So, yeah, that's a good call. We could see Doug make that fall and then really try to sell off that likes of Henry and stuff and say, okay, well, maybe this is my year where I get a couple picks and kind of retool that way. So that's good. That's good call. Good call. Um, So my riser, I almost wanted to say big T just because I want to give him a little push, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I'm going to go with Gooch on this one. Okay. Strictly kind of because of what you said with Doug, but the opposite, I think, you know, after that, the, 
the year, like Barkley next year, Aaron Jones next year. He's got really good young receivers. Uh, Stafford's going to be good again. Kittle. Uh, he's got Michael Carter, who should be the running back for the Jets next year. Cam Akers coming back. He made that point. He's going to have the starting running back for the Rams. A.J. Dillon is showed to be a good running back this year, so maybe Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, something happens there, one of them leaves. I think he's got – Kenny Gainwell could very well become the guy in Philly maybe. Sermon, he made that trade for. He's got a lot of fun, young pieces that can put together to make – to what did he finish this year, like eighth or something? Yes. Ninth, like something Ninth, like that. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if barring, you know, no more, no injuries. I mean, he lost Cam Akers before the season. That hurt. Stuff like that. I can see him to making a push to be coming in that top that four or five squad. So he's going to be my riser this year. That's a good one. And you didn't even mention our guy, Amon Ra, who ended the year on just a blistering pace. So a blistering note, end of the year, amazing. The last three games, 21, 24, 34. Uh, really, really good year out of him. We were talking about it. We were hyping him like crazy before the draft, and then we kind of just didn't talk about him because it was the Lions, and now all of a sudden he's like, okay, he's good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, and then my faller. <clears throat> my faller is going to be you. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got some something turning in your head on really how to retool your squad to make another run here in the next three years, and I think this might be you. I think you're gonna you're gonna get yourself into a sell off, and you're gonna really you're gonna be the you're gonna be me next year. I'm just I think you've got something. You've alluded to it throughout the year. You've kind of teased. Should I do this? No. Nah, should I do this? No. Nah. And I think you're probably got a little bit of an outline in place on how to do it. And I think you're going to make that, make it happen. And going into next year, you're going to be, your team is not going to be unrecognizable. That's just my prediction, but I think that's what's going to happen. You're going to be a big faller down into those, the dredges of the 10, 11, 12 next year. Here's the thing. I did say that I had molded the idea. I thought about, it, right. Like, yeah, the, the idea has been floated but I tried to do it this offseason. I couldn't do it. So <laughs> I like physically couldn't bring myself to go full cells. I don't know. We'll see. It's going like, to happen on some rainy summer night or something like that. You're going to find a trade partner. You're going to find something's going to click and it's going to come. And all of a sudden you're going to wake up and you're not going to have any players and you're going to have like five picks. Like we said, Brandon, open it up again. Dude, <laughs> I just, that's what happened to me. All of a sudden it was like, an idea popped in my head, and before the day was out, my, my team was gone. Hey, you want, you want to swap teams? We'll talk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, season two of the Scum and Shink Show comes to an end. Fun season, even though I lost. But what can you oh, do? Man, what another another year down of the Scum and Shink Show. Love doing it with you, my friend, my partner, my lover. Uh, love all of our fans and and friends and countrymen and and everyone out there that listens uh we 
Uh, we'll retool. We will figure out what we want to do, and we'll be back before you know it. But, yes, man, what a year. Another fantasy football year. Now we're just socked into winter and cold. Uh, but, man, what a, what a year. We saw some fun stuff, and I can only hope and for what's going to happen. You know, I can't wait till Brandon comes out with some new rules that Matt doesn't know about. And, uh, you know, we have another – row uh in the chat here someday i uh, can't wait for uh it finally to come around that brendan does run wade's team uh the uh, wool will be pulled away from our eyes uh maybe jimbo and gooch actually like fight one day uh i don't know maybe they make up and they join forces uh t uh sounds like t is back from uh his alaskan nomad way so maybe he'll have a little bit more time to look at the squad uh, and become relevant next year. And who's to say what Ern's going to do? He's got probably the best team. Uh, ben, he seems to be into it. He's probably going to lose Brady at some point. So figure that out, Ben. Uh, uh, who else am I, Who else is out there? Like, who else do we got? Doug? Maybe Doug will actually start listening to the show in year three. Maybe yeah. that'll be what unlocks his full potential on his team. Honestly, uh, I gave him a special episode just now, so maybe he'll, maybe he'll get back in. Yeah, Jesse. Jesse's going to Hesse all day long, you know, as he's surfing the waves on his volcano. Who knows what his squad's going to look like? Maybe he goes out and somehow gets his hands on Brady for his last year. Maybe goes and gets Fournette. Uh, you know, he's got Mike Evans. Uh, he's got Gronkowski. Uh, maybe – he can get the Buccaneers defense from whoever has them. And it's just going to be a full buck squad next year. We, we don't know what Hesse's going to do, but we love him. We were glad he is here. Uh, and we're glad that he loves us as well. Uh, and you, I put it out in the proclamation. You are our next guy to go all the way to the bottom, just to rise again. That's my, that's my call for you. You are going to say, well, I got three in a row. I've got four championships in a row. Do I want to make it five championships and a four out of and a and a and a three out of four uh, championships and a five out of five championship games? Is is that now in your head? I don't. I I just don't know. But we will be here to cover it all. And once again, we love you. And yeah. Agree with everything you just said. Can't wait to see it all come to fruition. Got a special guest here. Evelyn, say bye to everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
I said it, Liz do it again. Yeah, still better than the Tom Hardy end credit scene.